came out of the blue, she said. There were no signs leading up to it. He just started bucking and I fell off. I understand where you're coming from, I replied. I've certainly been surprised by horses' actions, especially good old trusted horse. But something always happens before what happens happens, so I want you to think back. What happened first? She replied kind of blushing and maybe a little bit angry, maybe a little bit embarrassed, and she just said, nothing, I swear nothing happened. It just came right out of the blue. And I said, it's okay. You didn't do anything wrong. You just might have missed something. We all miss things. We can't possibly see everything all at once. And experiences like these, especially because you survived, are good experiences. You get to learn about your horse in a way you never even knew you needed to. I could see her face soften a little bit, and she took a deep breath, and she began speaking. I was walking casually along, and everything was going great. He was relaxed. We all seemed happy. Nothing spooked him. And then I felt like trotting, so I asked him to trot, and he did. And the next thing I know, I'm on the ground. The story you just heard is not uncommon. I'm Don Jessup, I'm a master horseman, and this is my blog. Good horses do bad things, sometimes. As a horse psychologist and behavior specialist, I know exactly what happened before what happened happened. I know that our horse, like thousands of other horses, have a surge of energy related to upward transitions. The horse could have been spooked or pinched by the saddle suddenly, that's certainly worth looking into, but more likely the horse just sparked a bit too much energy all at once. Imagine too much electricity surging through a toaster oven and you see sparks come out. It's kind of like that. Horses have energy surges too. They seem to come at random times, but when you look closer, there's subtle signs that suggest the horse is a little on edge or perhaps even a little sleepy. If he's on edge, the extra energy required for an upward transition overflows and you get bucking. If he's a little sleepy, the extra energy wakes him up too fast and spooks him just a little bit. Imagine someone tossing cold water on you while you're sleeping. It would shock your system and you might say words that rhyme with bucking bronco. The point is that energy isn't constant, even in good horses. It's more constant in good horses and that's why they call them good horses. They tend to regulate their fear and energy output better because of training or personality, but they still have energy surges that surprise the human from time to time. This energy surge doesn't surprise a good trainer, however, because trainers know that this can happen. At least the good ones do. They know that horses will be horses and anything can happen. This is why good trainers never let their guard down. And I recommend the same for novice riders. Never let your guard down. That doesn't mean you can't relax. You can relax while driving your car, right? You have great subsystems that take care to watch for potential hazards, and you do pretty good. So good, in fact, that you can carry on a conversation in the face of bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic, honking horns, green lights that are too short, and so on. You need to take these subsystems with you when you ride. So you can relax, but you don't let your guard down completely. All too often when someone gets hurt, it's because they didn't see it coming. They assumed their horse was unlikely to do anything silly, and then out of the blue, dot, 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 the horse does something silly. One of the biggest, most magical gifts that horses give us is a reconnect to nature. When you're on your horse, you feel like you're part of nature again. It's amazing, but this gift also has a huge liability, especially for those who think connecting with nature is always a serene, calm experience. Nature can be quick, powerful, even dangerous, and then back to calm, all in a really short period of time. I never want to lose sight of that, even with a good horse, no matter how good the weather looks. I still bring a rain jacket in my car just in case. It should be the same for riding horses. No matter how good the horse is, you should keep one eye on potential hazards and excess tension or even sleepiness in the horse. So now we've emphasized the importance of keeping up your awareness, we can chat about the solutions for some potential problems like the one we described above. How does a good horse trainer avoid the upward transition energy surge issue? Believe me when I say there's thousands of techniques so you don't need to be defensive about any technique you've learned in the past. This is, isn't about right and wrong, it's about principles. So when I describe a technique, just stay open. When a rider asks a horse to go forward, 
knowing that there could be potential energy surges. The best thing to do is to ask for a little less. Don't go from a walk to a trot. Go from a walk to a faster walk. If this pans out like you hope, then consider a trot. Following this principle, you can almost always manage a horse's energy output before it explodes. And the same goes for trot to canter transitions. Smaller asks ensure time to correct any energy output. Upward transitions aren't the only thing that cause a horse to be upset, however, even a good horse. Sometimes things spook a horse that you don't think should spook a horse. If you teach a horse to drag a plastic tarp behind you while you're riding and that horse learns to truly trust that silly dragging blue plastic tarp, there is still the possibility that she won't trust the tarp if it meets her at a different angle or at a different speed. For instance, some horses are fine with scary things approaching from the front, but they kind of freak out when something, when the exact same thing approaches from the side or vice versa. Master horsemen, master horsewomen are aware that any given stimulus changes in the perception of the horse when you show that stimulus at a different angle or a different speed. When you present a plastic bag to the horse from underneath or over the top, you get different reactions from the exact same horse. Recently, my wife lowered a bag from her horse to give to my daughter standing on the ground. This horse has always been a good horse, but something about that bag at that angle, at that moment in time, spooked the horse and he jumped. He's the type of horse that would chew that bag to bits if you left it hanging on the fence. He would pick it up and toss it around just for fun. Yet in that moment, it came as a surprise. But that's not a problem. Everyone gets surprised. The point is that you look back in your memory like I suggested in the beginning and try to see what happened before he jumped. Was there tension? Was he kind of sleepy? Did I catch him off guard? Then ask a new question. What could I do to help him be okay with it in the future? Usually it's pretty simple. All you have to do is take a couple days ensuring he can handle those types of things from different angles and different speeds. Play some confidence games until he seems good. And then take him to an area that can hold just a little more tension, like in a tight space, in a parking lot, uh, with, with other horses around him, just where he might be a little more tense. And play the same confidence games. Just a test. Are you okay with this stimulus in a new place, not just at a different angle or a different speed? As for the upper transition energy surge thing, the strategy is kind of the same. Just take a few sessions to ensure that he responds appropriately to upper transitions. Ask for more transitions and eventually ask for transitions in spaces that he might not even expect them, like in the middle of a sandy stream bed. Games like this tend to expand the horse's confidence and awareness and sensitivity to you as a rider. As always, you have to be the judge of your own skills when you set out to help a horse. You gotta stay safe, but it wants you to be progressive. Don't rest on your laurels. Keep your guard up and learn to relax and have fun at the same time, the same way you relax and have fun when you're driving a car on a dry mountain pass. All those windy curves can be a lot of fun, right? And never forget, even good old horses still act like horses from time to time. I know there's more, there's so much more to this conversation, but for now, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this story and I hope it's helpful. Please share this with a friend and comment below. And as always, find more resources and get a free Mastery Horsemanship Principles course at MasteryHorsemanship.com. This is Don Jessup signing off. Thank you.